Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students Podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. All right, all right, all right. What's up, guys? It's been a minute since I've been up here. Um, but I'm super ex- excited. Whoa, 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 excited. I can't even talk. Can't even in English because I'm so excited. But no, I'm super excited to speak with you guys tonight. Christian did it. Can't English, can't words, but it's okay. Chris did an incredible job uh, with last week with the start of this series, Giants Fall, and I'm really excited for what God has in store for us tonight. So tonight, um, I just really encourage you guys to tune in because I know that God's word has some truths that we can dig deep into. Amen? All right. So let's go ahead and turn to Isaiah 41.10. You can either find it in your Bibles or you can find it on our Sky Bible. But it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. God, we thank you so much tonight for just bringing us here to be able to dive into your word and what it has for us, Lord. God, I pray tonight, Lord, as I speak, that it be none of me, but God, that I'm simply just a vessel for you and your word to speak through me, Jesus. And I thank you for what you're going to do tonight in this place and let our hearts and minds be open and receiving to what you have for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we've all probably had some sort of like fear in our lives, right? Like something that we're afraid of. I know some kids are afraid of the dark. That was me. I was that kid. And even so much so that I ended up when I was younger, I started a really bad habit where I would fall asleep with the TV on every night because it was like a nightlight and a sound machine, like two in one. And then that habit followed me like until right before Chris and I got married and I had to stop. I wasn't afraid of the dark at that time, but I was just like, it's comfortable. But anyways, so some kids are afraid of the dark, right? And some people are afraid of spiders or heights, or I even have a friend who's afraid of bridges, which I thought was, I had never heard that until, my, but it's like a heights thing with her. She, she doesn't like how high bridges go. But um, there are some pretty weird fears out here. Does anybody, I, I want to ask first, does anybody in here have a really weird fear? It's okay if not, because I, what? Oh, yeah. Can I tell? The whole time that he had a cast on when he broke his leg, it freaked him out so much because his foot was stuck in the cast. So I think that one's kind of weird. But I have been looking up some weird fears today because I was like, I wonder what, like, the weirdest one. Oh, wait, you have a weird one. Elevators. Oh, that one. I like to freak people out and jump in the elevator when they're afraid. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to die. We'll be fine. Anyways, yes overpasses. So that's kind of like my friend. She goes, skirt. Yeah, just wait till you drive. It'll be more fun. You get it firsthand experience. But I was looking up some really weird fears today. And so I'm going to tell you guys these and then I want you to guess what they are. So the first one that I found is xanthophobia. Xanthophobia. Ants fear zebras. It's actually, it's very specific. A fear of the color yellow. So if you have xanthophobia, there's no way in the world you could be a school bus driver because you'd be screaming all day long. But, <laughs> and then, huh? Or be looking at that, yeah. You'd, just, you'd be afraid all the time because the color yellow is like the sun too. So, But uh, there's also another one called globophobia. And I'll give you a hint, it is not the fear of globes. Close, I mean, kind of. It's the fear of balloons. And so when I read this, what I imagined in my head was like somebody getting a surprise party, but instead of screaming of excitement, they scream in, in terror. 
<laughs> like, oh my god. But um, and then this was a, this one is a really weird worded one, so I don't know if I'm gonna say it right. But dipnophobia. And this one, this one really concerns me that somebody would have this phobia. But somebody said diaper. Okay, people kind of. So it's the fear of dinner parties specifically. And it made me think because I'm like some more than one person had to have had this fear in order for in order for it to get a specific name. Oh, and then this one is my favorite one. This one is my favorite one. Genuphobia. Huh? General people know. Fear of genuine no. It is actually the fear of knees <laughs> and so that one just made me laugh because I'm like you can't run away from your own knees so I just imagine a guy like putting on his pants in the morning just having to look down and go oh god like freaking out that he has knees but so many people are afraid of something and even some really weird ones but whether it's something that is you know makes sense or it's something that is ridiculous it, we all have things that we are afraid of but did you know that fear is another tool that the enemy uses to keep us frozen and away from what God has for us? And we're going to get into scripture tonight and see how the story of David and Goliath shows us how to overcome the giant of fear in our lives. So we kind of went over the story of David and Goliath last week. And David and Goliath takes place in 1 Samuel 17. And if you guys want to, you can jump in your Bibles if you want to follow along. I'm not going to read the entire story because it is very, very long. And I don't think you all would pay attention. But we're going to follow along together. But we talked about Goliath last week. We had the giant pole to show us that giant or giant Goliath was like 10 feet tall, right? Like my dude was also Bill, like he was a tank, so he was you know, yoked, as some would say. But um, so yeah, he was strong. He was super tall. The man carried around 125 pounds of armor and a spear that the head of the spear alone was 15 pounds. So this dude was a literal giant. But to give context to what's happening in the story, the Philist—is it Philistines or Philistines? Either one. Okay. Well, the Philistines, that's easier for my brain to say. The Philistines were fighting the Israelites, and they were blah, 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 English, but they brought out this man who they said is their champion. He was the Philistine champion. And not only was Goliath built to fight, but he also knew how to instill fear into the Israelites. In verse 8, we see Goliath tell them, and I just imagine him being like so like prideful in this because he goes, why bring your whole army? I'm a Philistine champion. Like he's like, yeah, like I can take your whole army down. He's literally boasting saying your army ain't going to cut it because I can take you all. And verse 11 says, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. So not only was Goliath built for battle, but he knew how to instill fear to keep the Israelites from winning the battle. So we hear this and we're like, okay, well, where's David in this? Like, what's going on with him? Well, while this battle started, Goliath is literally yelling. It says, the Bible tells us that he was shouting all day long. And verse 16 in the story tells us it was for 40 days and 40 nights. Y'all, that's a long time. That This man's was coming out and he was going to the front of the battlegrounds and just shouting. And he was, you know, just taunting them saying like, you're never going to, you're never going to come against me. Find me a person who can take me down and all this stuff. Like he was insulting them. 
And so this was a standoff. Like, I imagine, you know how in the Marvel movies they all, like, run at each other and there's, like, this big scene? But instead of, like, coming together all at once, they're, like, on two sides. And Goliath comes out every day during the 40 days and nights, and he's just taunting him and yelling at them and shouting at them. So back to David. David, in this 40 days and nights, he was actually going back and forth between Saul and his dad, Jesse. Now, when he would go back to his, his dad, he would, you know, serve him as a shepherd boy in the fields. But three of his oldest brothers were actually at the battlegrounds um, with the Israelite army. So one day, Jesse, which is David's uh, dad, gave David some food and he said, hey, go take these to your brothers and go check on them for me. And so David went out and he went out to the battleground where his brothers were. And when he went out to the battleground, he heard Goliath shouting these things and he got, David got offended and angry. Verse 26 tells us, David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? This was David basically saying, who does this man think he is that he's coming up here and, you know, trying to go against God? Because you see, while the Israelites were frozen, and the Bible even tells us at one point that when Goliath was shouting, they wanted to run in fear. When the Israelites were frozen and running in fear, David knew that God was on their side. And that leads me to my first point. Don't be frozen in fear. Have you guys ever heard the term? I know when I've read books and stuff, sometimes it says he was paralyzed in fear. Like that sounds like, ooh, spooky. But he was paralyzed in fear. And being paralyzed is the same thing as being frozen. You're stuck. You can't do anything. And the thing about being paralyzed is when you're paralyzed, you can't move. And when you can't move, you can't fight. And when you can't fight, you can't overcome. So fear is a tactic that the enemy uses to try and freeze us, to try and paralyze us and stop us in our tracks to keep us from going where God has called us to. And it's something that happens to us all the time that I know, like, I don't even realize it sometimes that I'm letting it happen because there's been times where God has asked me, like, hey, I need you to pray for this person like right now. And I'm like, God, like they don't even know me like that. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to sound stupid. What if I say the wrong thing? And in that moment, I was acting in fear and sitting in fear of what could possibly happen. But if I would have allowed God to use me in that moment, then I would have walked out of fear and moved in what he was calling me to do. And there's even been times that God calls us into things, calls us into the unknown. And we talk to God and we're like, God, I can't do that. Like, like you should use that guy over there. I'm sure that he's much better equipped to do what you're calling me to do, but I can't do it. I'm not your guy. And that fear lets us freeze in that moment and keep us from pursuing the calling God has placed on us. And even sometimes, just like the Israelites, fear will try to push us away and make us want to run in the opposite direction, which brings me to my second point. Don't run in fear but stand in faith and authority. Because when we face a situation in our lives, sometimes all we want to do is run. And you're like, okay, well, what does running from a situation look like? For me, I know, like, I, my thing is, is like when I'm faced with a scary situation and I don't want to see it, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to shove these feelings way, way down. And that's going to be it. Like, we're good. And in that instance, I'm choosing to run away from the battle in fear. 
And what would the story have been like if David did that same thing? You know, if David went on the front lines and heard all these things, Goliath was shouting at him and saying, you can't do it. You're not strong enough. Look at me. I'm a giant. And if David would have ran in fear or if he would have said, like, you know, the Israelites are right. Like, nobody can take down this guy. The story would have been so much different. But it wasn't because David decided to stand in faith and authority. Go ahead and go to verse 43. And this is Goliath shouting at David. He goes, am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Y'all, it's time that we start overcoming our fear by acting in our faith. Because instead of running away and hiding, we have to look at the situation as David did. Because David didn't look at Goliath and see a giant. He looked at Goliath and saw how big his God was and knew that he was going to be able to overcome. And we have to look at our situations and say, you know what? I got the Lord of heaven's armies on my side. My God is my champion. He holds my my victory and he has already overcome. So I'm not going to bow to fear. Because, y'all, when we try to face the fears of our life alone and on our own, we can't do it. I know that I've, you know, tried to do it many, many times, and it doesn't work out. Because when I'm acting on my own, I'm not walking in any sort of authority. I'm just walking on my, like, by my own. But when we have God on our side, when we surrender to him and say, God, I give this situation to you. I give this fear of the unknown to you. I give the fear of, you know, what I may look like or how I may sound over to you. And I'm going to let you work and you overcome in this. Then that's when things start to change. And that leads me to my last point. You can't do it alone. You need God. When we read Isaiah 41.10, it tells us, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. We don't walk in fear because we have faith and trust in God. And God tells us in his word that he's with us, that he's strengthening us, that he's helping us, and that he's holding holding us up with his victorious right hand. That's four promises in one verse for you to be able to rely on, that he is with you, that he's fighting for you. And I don't know about you, but when I know that I got God on my side, that I got the Lord of heaven's armies on my side, instead of running in fear, I can turn and realize that fear runs from him. So tonight, no matter where you've where you've been, what fear you've been dealing with or what it is, I encourage you to give it over to God. But we're going to go ahead and pray and then break out into our groups. God, I thank you so much for just bringing us here tonight, Lord. I pray that in our groups, Lord, that we can dive even deeper into how we should overcome our fears, Lord, how we should come to you with our fears, God. Because, God, we know that we can't do it alone. And I pray, God, that every fear that has come against us, Lord, that it can just be bound up in your name and cast out. And, God, I pray that we can just lay it all at your feet and surrender it to you tonight, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord, and I ask that you just bless this time that we have in our groups. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.